Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Truth is out there. And here, who knows? Either way, we're opening up the Bloom Files here on Post Show Recaps, the next Files first watch slash rewatch podcast. I'm Mike Bloom. I don't know why I'm particularly sounding chipper. Yeah, I uh, don't know. Two episodes about child murder. But yeah. here we are, Angela Bloom. Oh, rough stuff. Rough couple episodes. Yeah, Christmas is around the corner, Sorry. but maybe it can be a little bit further away at this point. Yeah, and these are not like in any means my favorite episodes to watch but they're definitely significant from a character arc perspective for r.i.p samantha yeah and, but also just from like a ridiculousness perspective yeah and so- spoiler alert for the x-files seasons epi- season seven episodes uh 10 and 11 sign unzeit and closure mm-hmm. uh, apparently there are ghosts slash spectral starlight children in the x-files universe yeah there are ghosts. We've seen ghosts before. So we've seen ghosts, obviously, and what was it like? How the ghosts stole Christmas. And so, when or kids are murdered in awful ways, they're taken before that can happen to them, or they're basically their souls are taken, uh-huh. and they're absorbed into starlight before they can feel any pain. Is what what we're meant to believe here. It feels like an explanation you give to a child when it's like, "Why did Grandma have to go?" It's like, "Well, let me tell you, she crossed the totally. Rainbow Bridge and turned into starlight." Oh, Rainbow Bridge is for pets. So. I guess that's. True. <laughs> different types of bridges so yeah here we are getting back to well it is arc based like you said it's not based yeah. in the main mythology it is more so to especially you get this sense of what we were talking about previously in the season that this is an opportunity to go around the blocks one more time they did not think that they would really go past season seven so mm-hmm. let's like you know uh, tie up some loose ends in a way and one of those loose ends is not only samantha but also Mulder's mother r.i.p Mulder, officially an orphan <laughs> yeah. now yeah, um, officially an orphan, officially has no family. I guess, I guess the cigarette smoking man we realize is out there, but I mean, like, technically, yeah, technically, but yeah, bummer for him. Um, these are 
super downer episode. So we're going to try to not touch too much on some of the parts that make us um, uncomfy as parents of toddlers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, you know, when you stumble upon a mass child grave at the end of your first part, you're like, okay, well, not sleeping much tonight for many reasons. Yeah, also the whole Santa thing. Well, I also imagine, though, that, you know, JonBenet Ramsey was probably... that was who I was trying to think of when we were watching this, because the name of the little girl is Amberlynn LaPierre, which is, like, very, like... Yeah, you know, palpable like yeah we'll just copy and paste it and make a few tweaks yeah exactly so i think that this was probably around that time I yeah mean, america I, I loved the oj trial and missing kids that's yeah. what the 90s were about yeah little Je- what's her name in the well oh yeah uh baby jessica baby jessica in the well <laughs> what's her name in the well <laughs> i don't remember that so, so. Well, let's get into our first episode here though they'll flow into each other nicely yes. sign und Zeit. What does that mean? That means, uh, from what I have been told... From your study of the Germanic language. <laughs> yes, is German for being and time. What? I don't, I don't but know. But what does that have to do with this episode? Oh, it's a, it's a reference to um, a um, philosopher, a German philosopher. His name is Martin Heidegger. Um, and his basically, that was one of his works, was the same name, being in time. And he's best known for, you know philosophy shit mm-hmm. all right so we open here as you said <laughs> moving on <laughs> i mean listen uh you got the baseline existentialism is exactly was his... why, why am i here what are we yes, doing exactly so we open this episode as we were getting into um which is basically a scene from like any any sort of 90s show where they're putting a little girl to bed um, yes, and it's this weird thing where she's praying and the parents are watching pre- her pray with an E over her. Yeah, they're like, they're just watching her do her nightly prayers. Like, it's oh, actually kind of so sweet. Yeah, they're like proud of her. It's like when Ashley brushes his teeth. <laughs> the exact same thing. So I know that you've talked before, I believe, about your Catholic upbringing. Ugh. Did you ever do those nightly prayers? Y- you want to hear a funny story about nightly prayers? So I went to, my dad was Catholic. Well, I say was because he's really not anymore, but he was like Roman Catholic upbringing, Italian American family. And he would make us go to church every Sunday. I had to be, uh, I had to go through communion, had to mm-hmm. do all of that stuff. And I remember being told to do my nightly prayers. And then given my anxiety ridden brain and my tendencies for OCD, there came a point where I would feel the need that if I didn't say my prayers to completion, each one of them every night, I couldn't go to sleep. Oh, boy. So I remember being like, I'm going to say like 15 years old and still like in my head saying the Our Father and the Hail Mary just because if I didn't, you know, do something three times, I would die or something like well, that. Well, I'm glad that's manifested that very healthy compulsion in you. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. But um, I mean, I have had my, my fair trade. Trade in compulsions. Exactly. <laughs> Remember uh, the time that I couldn't get the Muffin Man song stuck out of my head? <laughs> exactly. Uh, we should also note here, I noticed, again, another hallmark of the 90s. Amber Lynn has a various Hello Kitty memorabilia. Yes, yeah, she does. If I recall, Hello Kitty had like three friends, right? There was a frog, there was a I penguin. know nothing about Hello Kitty. Really? I was like not into Hello Kitty at all. So this is when we get the weird setup as to what the weirdness is going to be in this episode, right? Where yes. the mom is going to take out a red shark and write what looks like a yeah. kidnapping note for her own daughter. Yeah, so basically what happens is they put the daughter to bed. The dad's, like, watching TV. I think he's watching, like, The Shining or something. I forget. He's watching, like, a movie that's, like, 
pretty well known. Yeah, in- according to Spencer, what did he say? What movie is it? So it is uh, it is a clip of the Fox sci-fi military drama Harsh Realm. Ah, okay. So nothing famous, but he basically says it a few times like, oh, it's pretty good. Pretty good TV. Yeah, he literally <laughs> says out loud like, oh, this is pretty good. Which and then is later so when odd. he's being, when he's telling them what he was doing, he's telling the cops what he was doing. He goes, yeah, I was watching this new program on TV. It was really good. The, like, So why are they doing this in-house advertising? But they're not even saying the name of it. It's so weird. It was a pretty good show. Like, who does that? I know that we do it, like, there's debate as to when you're watching something by yourself, do you you laugh out loud? Does your yeah. mileage may vary? I don't think any human being alive sits there and vocalizes like, yeah, this is pretty good. Hey, this is a pretty good show. Who knows? I, I don't. But anyway, basically, they're they're at home. They're they're doing their nightly routine. And the mom just all of a sudden sits up, goes to the closet, rips a piece of dry cleaner paper oh, right. That's what off the hanger, mm-hmm. puts it down on her table and starts writing in red Sharpie this basically a ransom note. And it ends with nobody shoots at Santa Claus. Right. Um, that old phrase, that old chestnut. Well, it, it it is an old phrase. It, an we'll file. find out. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but the dad's also going to have some weird stuff, right? Yes. Where he's like going to go check on Amber Lynn. And when he looks at her, initially she looks to be dead. Yeah, decomposing, covered in bruises. And then all of a sudden she looks fine. Yeah. And so he, he's just like really freaked out, but he leaves. And then all of a sudden the door shuts behind him. Yeah. And he like tries to force his way in. The mom's still sitting there just like almost yeah. catatonically writing the note. Yeah. And then finally he breaks down the door and Amber Lynn is gone. And she's gone. And so, you know, that's how the the open, the cold open goes. Yeah. Now we should mention here that in general, the mystery of Amberlynn, I don't think is going to be no, solved. because she's not one of the kids that's taken by Santa Claus, right? But in the final sequence, where Mulder sees the Star Children, she's, she's dead. There, so I guess was she killed by someone else? Maybe she was killed by him, but then like wasn't put in those graves, you know? So like yeah, maybe she know. was missing. I'm not sure, yeah, but because. Weird uh, Ed True Love, which is going to be the name of the Creepo Depot in the Santa Claus, mm-hmm. like did have copious amounts of video on her. So. Yeah, so I here's the I imagine that she was one of his murder victims, but maybe she just didn't make it to that grave site. Yeah, um, because otherwise it wouldn't make sense the Santa Claus thing because I do think that that ties all of missing children to that one perpetrator. Yeah, it's weird, though, because we'll get into this in part two, right, with uh, Harold Pillar's son. Mm -hmm. Like, was he also a victim of this Santa Claus guy? No, he never... He saw him dead, but he didn't have that... I don't think he had the note. Right. So in this case, like, it might just be dead children in general. Yeah, And it just so happens that this was a happenstance conduit for Mulder to find out all these things. Yeah, and so basically, we hop back in at Mulder putting his nose where it doesn't belong. Yeah, yeah. Like he's essentially, this is, uh, we're, Mulder might as well get a house out in California at this yeah. point because we're going back out there again. I also noted in this sequence, he's wearing like four separate layers. Yeah. Because he's wearing a white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. He's wearing like a V-neck sweater mm-hmm. vest. This was typical for the 90s. And then he's wearing a jacket Have on you never seen a Sears catalog? Yeah, it just seems like a little too much. Yeah, it is know? a little too like, much. I don't understand the white U-neck all the way up to your neckline and then the V-neck. It just seems like... I think it was just the style back then. Too many letters going on. Um... Anyway, Skinner's like, no, this is not an X-File. It's just a missing persons yeah. case. So Skinner's a little sick here, right? He's yes. like, no, we have a pool going as yeah. to whether or not we'll find this dead child. I mean, I guess... Do they do this often? Do what you need to do to desensitize yourself, I suppose, to the idea Seems of, a little of crass. Like, rampant violence and terrible things being done to people. But at the same time, it is, uh, it's is—it's tough from an objective yeah. perspective. Anyway, he for some reason, he convinces Skinner to go investigate, and he goes, and the parents of... Amberlyn, who are named Billy and Bud, 
Um, Wait, which one's O? Oh, Billy's the woman. Okay, I was going to say, which one's the woman? It's Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E. Oh, like Billy Piper. Yes, exactly. Doctor Who. And they tell or Mulder they Billy found... Billy Holiday is probably the one I should have gone with first. All, all good. Basically, they tell Mulder, because he like is like, can I talk to them? And he does. And they tell Mulder that they found a note in the girl's bedroom. But we know that Billy actually wrote that note. And right. he sees... Um, the, the node and the mention of Santa Claus and everyone's like, it's super out of place. We don't understand what's happening. And Mulder's like, I don't think they did it because he recognizes the Santa Claus part. Yeah. From an old, from case a case file. file. We should also note here while Mulder is investigating, he gets a call from his mom and he, he basically mm-hmm. like sets it to voicemail essentially. And it's going to turn out to be his mom's, last words to him i suppose is what we'll call it i think it's the second he he, it's the second one so he just he doesn't call her back and then she leaves another voicemail oh that's what it is but basically she leaves him a voicemail being like i saw this case about this missing girl reminds me of your sister i'm feeling a little bummed out like would love to hear from you hit me up when you get home yeah call your mom folks yeah truly because you never know you never know what might happen obviously hopefully not every tina Mulder situation occurs but you never know anyway we find out from this missing case file that um it was a missing person case in idaho in 1987 Mm -hmm. and in the case the mother was convicted and sent to 12 years and it notes that she had a vision of her son dead before he disappeared just as bud did right and this was the the, the note that had the you like don't you know don't shoot santa or whatever the message yeah is. it's the same thing and but yeah, she also but, saw the vision right and they go to visit this woman in prison yeah um and and i mean this is where scully scully unfortunately is not going to have much to do actually really in either half of this yeah. unfortunately this is a very molder heavy scully well, it's a sequence. pretty pretty nice tie on the molder of it all right but i just feel bad for scully because scully has to come in here and play the typical scully role in every molder heavy uh story which is like yeah you're getting too personal your nose is too much in this i would case. say she has a point in this one <laughs> yeah i mean she does but she does every time it just yeah. seems like we get this over and over again of like you're being irresponsible you have personal stakes in the case and Mulder's yeah like, it's I a little one but I don't care. Yeah, true. Um, and I think this is where we find out Mulder's mom is dead. Yeah, well, first we find out her. We, we get her final message oh, yeah. right, where this is where she's she's watching it burn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's burning all of the photos from that she had, which of, I don't of her children, yeah. which I don't under, really understand why. But um, and I guess then, I guess in this case, she knew that like they were coming for her and so she's like let me dispose of evidence i'm not sure maybe it was more of a metaphor i thing. think it was more metaphorical i think she just is like um she was just doing it for funsies but anyway she burns all these pictures she puts tape around the baseboards turns the gas on in the oven and then ogs on sleeping pills right and it that's really was co- just like ticking all the suicide boxes yeah and that's what they're going to confirm later right scully says that she had i guess an incurable disease yeah so she says that um she has they find out that she has um pageant's carsoma oh, which Paget brewster yes <laughs> um <laughs> And that she didn't have long anyway, and so she was just going to go out on her yeah, terms. Because Mulder is coming in under this conspiracy, right? Of like, clearly they, they took her and they staged this. Yeah. obviously that's the actual That's happened did. before. Yeah, you would assume that's what they do. But no, this truly was like Tina Mulder yeah. at the end of her but life. But Mulder also spirals a little bit because he's like thinking that maybe an alien abduction never happened. And that's why and his mom figured it out and yeah. that they came for her. But it, that's not the case it's either. It's like a bad movie script. Like, oof, meta AF Mulder. Yeah. Way, to, way to insult your own writers here. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So we should also note in the in the meantime, uh, Mulder's going to tape because the, the, the lady in jail, what's her name? Oh, I don't remember. Um, 
Mm. jail time mullet lady <laughs> yeah uh, rough look to her <laughs> she well prison can do a lot to you uh basically like she tells them what she, she they need to know they leave and then she has a vision of her son and she actually beckons them back yeah and they use her to record a message to billy and bud basically saying like this is what happened to me your little girl is okay i don't remember writing the note yeah basically telling them like exactly what happened to you yeah, happened this, to me exactly uh which i guess is meant to bring some sort of <laughs> closure uh to their side of things <laughs> well and she also tells Mulder and scully that um that these kids are called walk-ins which yeah. is a kind of spirit who takes children so that they can be shielded from potential harm in their life so this is such a weird yeah. idea and it starts with me from the term walk-ins yeah because I, I don't you know, know. I guess from like a theatrical background that's what i use more so to refer to people who yeah. buy tickets or yeah, they're just kind of like coming like, in and like snatching a, kids. A freezer or a pantry that has supplies in it. Yeah, and so she tells Mulder that she knows that the kids are safe, but she's not sure where they are. Um, and after hearing this, Mulder, like, believes his mother probably also wrote a note right. after his sister's disappearance. Because he, he, he figures, like, oh, my mom probably wrote a note like this because yeah. the scenario of Samantha's disappearance was very similar to what happened here. So, therefore, to your point before, now her abduction never actually happened yeah and we find out that it did to an extent that she was taken to a, a camp or whatever right. she wasn't abducted by aliens it was no. more so she was abducted we saw as part of the crew of yeah alongside that p- group of people that we saw in that aircraft yes. singer last season yeah so anyway um back to the pedophile of it all yes let's go back oh, let's really go back to that pristine well yeah. of the pedophile we cut to this several times right where he has yeah, like this man seven different Santa. tvs with footage of kids on and he it. runs a um i don't know if he runs it but it's a ranch that's like a north pole environment have you ever been to one of those before oh yes there is north pole new york which is a little bit upstate and the town's uh, actually called north pole. yes and it's actually very fun it's like a it's you can go any time of the year and it's like it's always christmas and mm-hmm. it's very cheery see it's interesting because i feel like every time i see one of these in pop culture it looks decrepit. creepy yeah and i'm sure it is it nowadays looking but in the 90s i was like super into they had rides and stuff like oh. you would, like they had like a carousel that well, was, listen this guy wanted a ride as well okay ew. um they had like a carousel that was like reindeer and they oh. had like it was like fun stuff anyway um there's actually a really cute picture of me and my mom and my dad and my brother like my dad sat us on top of a garbage can top and like they were like around me but they're wearing plaid and it looks really cute Aww, um, cute little christmas photo. <laughs> yeah no it is i um, hope your christmas is in garbage yeah anyway <laughs> so yeah so we, we we see this guy i don't think this guy like has a line in this episode does he um like we have oh to- he does when he's talking to those kids by the that are feeding the reindeer. oh yeah i guess and this is where we yeah, we see where he goes to the village and the guy's like come on get in there and start being santa he's like okay blah, blah, blah. Oh, kids are hot yeah exactly and so we basically like throughout the episode get pictures of him like at this ranch doing creepy things like to those visiting kids yeah and then like also the videotaping of it all and you know not yeah. great Mulder's going to is clearly like really busted up in response to everything like he when scully tells him what we talked about before about you know this revelation about his mom this is when he finally breaks down yeah i think he realizes that like it's a super heavy thing to find out all these things about your mom well all of that and then also all of the samantha stuff is sort of piling up for him because yeah as you can remember i mean i know you remember we have done a lot with samantha and this is going to be the the like the (gasps) 
the pin in the board. The final A on Samantha. Yeah, exactly. Like the actual, actual of what happens to her. And I think it was like a well warranted because it, it was about time. Yeah, I mean, this mystery <laughs> came up in the very first season and it's yeah. now season seven. Yeah, and so I think that he's just having a hard time with that. Yeah. Um, and there's this really sweet scene where, you know, Scully's hugging him and yeah. telling him, your mom just wanted to protect you from the truth. Not something you want to tell Fox Mulder. Totally. Because Fox Mulder is all about finding out about the truth. Um, yeah, totally. Um, we also get this scene where Billy, uh, the mom, tells Mulder that she saw a vision of her daughter in yeah. her bedroom at night and that she thinks that she was saying the number 74. Which and this is, is what Mulder's like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> right, and I think, but Scully's the one to figure it out, surprisingly, right? She doesn't necessarily figure it out. She's on her way to the airport, and she just comes across the Santa Park, which so, happens uh, to be situated off State Route 74. I was going to say, like, 74, I think, comes, so basically this was like the kid being, you had all the clues, Mr. Policeman, right? Yeah. Like, here are some cryptic ways to find me. Uh, and so she gets, they get led to Santa's Village. They find the office where Amber Lynn just happens to be playing on the TV. Mm -hmm. And then we have like a small chase. Skinner gets involved for a hot second. Uh, yeah. I was one to chastise Skinner's running skills because like Ed True Love is not Jesse Owens. You know, you could very easily track <laughs> and him. And I now. just, I, I had to point out that he does have nanobots on him. Still, did they not take those out? I don't remember. Did, are they able to? I don't think so. Don't we'll, talk, we'll talk next episode when Cigarette Smoking Man being like, I had a surgery. And you're like, yeah, you did have the alien DNA put in you. And they sort of <laughs> you did are, are like hand-waving all that science <laughs> stuff away. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but this ends on a super bleak image where they chase Ed True Love down. And they find out that like essentially yeah. he was leading them, maybe accidentally just panicked, to the site of all the children he murdered. Yeah. Hell mm -hmm. of an image, Shandon. Um, yeah, not great. I know you've had some, like, uh, random production things from these past two episodes. Right? I did. So, the... <laughs> when you look up this episode, there's, like, a lot of production issues associated with this first one. Um, basically, the production of the episode, the first, which was basically the fake ransom note that included a threatening line, don't do anything or we'll kill, you kill your baby, and... The prop department had mocked up this document for the scene, mm -hmm. and then a crew member for the show later took the note, included in a folder with other documents, to a payphone before driving to the shooting location, and he f left the folder there. Oh, Jesus. So a person watching the crew member became suspicious of his behavior, called the police, <laughs> and later the crew member realized his mistake and returned to retrieve the note, where he was probably arrested. Oh, my God. So um, they thought this crew member was a kidnapper. Yeah, yeah. Um, not great. Um, and then there was another event that hindered the production, which was they ran out of money at the end of this first, first episode. And the production crew didn't have enough funding to finish what was one very critical scene where they needed to film a short sequence of TV news anchor reporting mm -hmm. on the events of the episode, basically all of the Amber so Lynn they, stuff. Yeah, so basically they were going to do what they did with Dick Clark, right? Of like, bring in these real news reporters to do some fake stories. I don't know what they were going to do, but they ran out of money. And so they basically asked a local TV news anchor if he would do the scenes for free in exchange for appearing on the X-Files. Ooh, talk about throwing your weight and, around like Santa's Belly. He was like, yeah, okay. And they went to his studio setup, basically inserted a visual of a busy newsroom behind the correspondent <laughs> and added some pictures of kidnapped children and they had their scene. So wow. basically he donated the studio space for a local TV news station. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, uh, as, as much as it might be like, well, they're squeezing every yeah. single dime out of this, yeah. if a major 
primetime television series is like, hey, let's yeah. film in your studio. Sure. Come yeah. to WGBK. Yeah. So, I mean, I would do the same thing if somebody was like, hey, do you want to be in the Axe House? I'd be like, yeah, duh. Yeah, it's one of those things where if someone's like, hey, can we use your house for this movie production? Yeah, yeah sure. Do whatever you want to. Well, maybe not house, because those, if you ever hear from anybody whose house is right. used Don't in they, a, they, like, we, they knock holes in your walls? They do a lot of shit, and they also take a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's this episode. Next episode, um, we'll have some very fun things to talk about. As yeah. Well. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to take a quick break we're gonna get some milk and cookies to leave out for santa but in the meantime why don't you take a break as well hear a word from our sponsors okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Just whispered ow as we come back here. Sorry. <laughs> were you like saying it to you? Was this your like pretty good? Yeah, no, I was just like ow. But like, were you saying it to me or you? No, just myself. Like, yeah, so this is your oh, this is a pretty good show. I'm sorry. Don't apologize for your pain. I'm my pain. But we're bringing closure to it. Okay. Well, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. We open up here on what has become, I will admit, like, my one of my least favorite yet favorite tropes to talk about in mm-hmm. X-Files episodes, I think I, I these Mulder monologues, man. Yeah. When it started, I was like, oh, I forgot this also started with a poem. <laughs> yeah, like is it, when I feel like of the episodes we've watched, I want to say at least 25% of them have started with some sort yeah. of Mulder or Scully yeah. either reading a poem or talking in some sort of AP English pentameter about you know yeah. the thermometer fell as if god stole i didn't even look away. up what poem this was because i was just like eh. <laughs> yeah i mean this is again it, it's, you heard we, one you heard them all it does come a little samey sometimes yeah. i mean this one this particular poem i guess has more uh, applicability in that it seems to be about children mm-hmm. when it's talking about going back to the playground as we're digging up all these dead bodies yeah um although now i'm reading that maybe this wasn't even a poem it might have just been fox Mulder talking about god and his truth <laughs> yeah maybe he just likes to wax poetic quite literally <laughs> um, sometimes yeah so basically they're doing a um 
they're doing a little bit of an excavation on all of the children that were found at the end of the previous episode. And that's where we jump right back in, which is nice. Sometimes we don't always jump right back in. Right. And we should note that as they do this, then at night falls and Mm -hmm. all the souls come out of their graves. Yeah, so there's a lot of production notes on how they did this. Oh, they love this ghost effect. Yeah, so basically there is this way of shooting. Um, They were first, I guess like the issue is they're in Los Angeles. They've always had issues now being in Los Angeles with the sun being out. Mm. And they're struggling because it's like, it's not in Vancouver. You know, how is it? how do you make the show what it was tonally before? Because now it's showing up all bright and cheery. Um, so they use a lot of tree branches and a lot of sea stands to block out sunlight throughout the entire episode. Mm-hmm. And the first scene with the walk-ins rising up from their graves was shot at Griffith park above a playground. Um, and he basically, or they basically said it was tricky because, um, first of all, tricky for one reason, they felt uncomfortable telling the children to rise out of graves. I mean, yeah. Feeling it could psychologically hurt him, they told the crew to call the holes in the ground. <laughs> Alright, come out of your fort. No, that's exactly what they said. And basically... Pretty shitty fort. Yeah, and they used, I guess, some sort of technique um, called... I forget what it's called, but it's a technique of shooting... Um, that shows you basically shoot doing during the day and it shows up as um like all the background looks dark oh some oh, sort of like, like overexposure almost yeah exactly and so that's how they did those those scenes and that's why it looks like there there's so much light like it's almost like ethereal mm-hmm. um anyway um yeah and there's a little bit of information about the base the air force base as well and trying to find the right sort of um creepy air force base um oh, but actually filmed on an air force base. yeah so they oh, okay they found um the presence of a real air force base with the same name of um april uh, well so they originally wrote a fictitious fictitious air force base named march air force base however there was one so they renamed it april <laughs> air force turn the page on the calendar <laughs> yeah <laughs> um which oh, they find to be base. actually very funny um oh yeah to create the scene featuring the ghost um they oh this is rough okay they the ghost of dead they children a bunch of children <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when they're interacting with characters, they had to use various layers of film that had to be overlaid onto each other. Um, and they basically had to like keep doing that until it got to the point where they needed it to show that the ghosts it made them look slightly transparent. So okay. that's when they were doing the ones with like if somebody was in the scene right, if with let the little boy touched Mulder's hand and led him away. Yes, exactly. But then the scene where it's all just the ghosts, um, after the shots had been secured, the film of the ghost had to be made slightly transparent. Um, these scenes were actually shot in daylight and a specialized day-for-night photography in which the subjects were illuminated with bright lights and the sky was completely avoided, um, which used to make the finished look of the scene. Interesting. You know, you would think that at this point, this is 2000, that they would have, you know pretty advanced technology you know we were getting there with cgi but sometimes you still have to use those old i think this works better than cgi sometimes i agree because especially at this point we're not to where we are now where you can really make it look realistic like it would look pretty bad (laughs) yeah exactly so we we talked about this before where they find out about this guy ed true love we're not going to see him again because again he really doesn't have much to do with the Mm -hmm. amber lynn stuff uh and Mulder's a little po'd like I kind of wish that Amberlynn wasn't that grave because, like, I want this to all be over. It's very clear he's also referring to his sister with yes. that as well. Yes. But this is where we're going to get our big drop-in character for this episode, Harold Pillar. 
yeah police psychic the police oh a police psychic and also just like busybody psychic and also potential <laughs> murder suspect yes but i think at this point if anybody's kid has disappeared we're supposed to not think of them as a murder suspect because like they're ha- this is like the third time now where the parent is showing up and they haven't done it um, so I, I never actually thought that he was like a murder suspect. So Harold Pillar, who is he played by? Because you you felt like he looked. Uh, he was in a few um, things, but he I can't place where I think that he who he looks like. But I don't think he's anybody that we need to talk about. His name is also really close to Harold Pinter. <laughs> Who's Harold? Pin- oh, the playwright. The playwright. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't actually pay attention in theater school. That's okay. That's right. It's right. We're right here talking about the X-Files, so clearly the degree paid off yeah. so well. And basically, this guy comes, Harold Pilner, and he tells Mulder that he's helped the police basically um, find various kidnapped children. Right. He uses the term hit, right? But, you know, the... Yeah. the I can't remember. I feel like we haven't dealt with... This much, like we had the Clyde there, Buckman stuff. There's like, other episodes we just haven't watched. Yeah, them. I would imagine that this is not the first time they've done the idea of police psychics. Before. Yeah, well, not even police psychics, but psychics in general. Like Clyde Bruckman, right? We yeah. That. Mm-hmm. And so basically, he tells Mulder like uh, that the children been taken by walk-ins and are beings composed of starlight. Right, and Scully's like, "What the hell?" And yeah, like, like, yeah. like, get this wacko out of here! But Mulder's like, "No." What he said is very similar to what I heard last time, unless they're corroborating their stories. Also, I just um, wanted to let you know that a walk-in is not specific to the X-Files. That apparently it's It's a a new age concept of a person whose original soul has departed their body and has been replaced with a new, different soul. What? It's basically like uh, popularized in the book Strangers Among Us, but like... Um, I guess the term is used a lot in popular call- but like, culture. How did? Why did they lose their soul in the first place? I don't know. Well, and they're using it in this. This um, is like that movie Soul. There's also another episode where they talk about walk-ins called Red Museum, which we didn't watch. Oh yeah, I, I think Spencer wrote in something about that about how this is like. I think it's totally different use yeah, of the term. But I think that there's like similar. I don't know ideas here. I'm, this there's similar could, ideas to this episode and the episode we did watch, Paper Hearts. Yeah, too. Paper Hearts especially. Well, that the- that was the last episode, I should say. Yeah. So Pillars, you know, comes clean a little bit about his backstory. (laughs) Yeah, a little. He he lost his son. Then like a walk in came. And basically that's how he he found out about everything. He believes that, you know, uh, that when parents have these sort of precognitive thoughts about their dead children, it's the quote unquote, like good spirits telling yeah. them this is what could happen, so we're going to spare them from that? Yeah, they're giving them, like, a premonition, so he like, believes... Like a Christmas carol? Yeah, he believes that, like, the walk-ins come to save children who are going to suffer terrible fates. So, like, Samantha, for example, stuck in a military base, being mm-hmm. tested on, the walk-ins are going to come, and they're going to take her because... Otherwise, she's going to die some sort of horrible way to having tests done on her. Right. So with Anne Berlin, I guess it was, well, you you were going to be kidnapped and killed by this guy. By so, the Santa Claus guy. Yeah. So we're going to spare you from that. So you're going to turn into stardust. Yeah. Starlight. Starlight. Sorry. <laughs> using it with the, uh, the James McAvoy movie. Or was he? It's was not he? James McAvoy. It's the guy um, from, what's he from? I don't remember his name, but yeah. it's not James McAvoy. Not James, some other uh, <laughs> Claire Danes, charming, charming British guy. Uh, but basically, we also get a shot here because it looks like while well, Mulder, Mulder's going to go off with Pillar on some you know magical adventures here. Meanwhile, there's going to be, from my perspective, some rando FBI guy is profiling a bit of like the Mulder Samantha yeah. stuff, and we get 
some file footage of Mulder going undergoing that regression. <laughs> yeah, I guess like they, they basically return to Washington, D.C., where they're searching for evidence in the case. And while doing this, <laughs> he sees uh, they watch a video of, of Mulder's regression hypnosis. Yes. Um, 61689, you were born, I was not. You said this while we were watching it too, as if it was like significant it's, in some uh, way. When, when it comes to the year 1989, I like to, to base it in our own. I see. Okay, life, yes. Life I times. was born in April, you were born in August, so yeah. right in the middle there. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, this is a funny little tidbit. Kim Manners, uh, this is her behind the camera as the mm-hmm. hypnotist. Um, so that's kind of funny. Um, and yeah, so they put this wig on Mulder. Um, it, in an effort ugh. to age the footage, but it's bad. Yeah, it's it reminds me a lot of uh, in Lost, the sh- episode Man of Science, Man of Faith has Jack Shepard donning this like very similar yes. type of wig. It's the middle part semi long hair to make a character look younger, and when it's on an older actor, it just it looks something like it's well, made of white hot American summer. And I think the middle part is also meant to date it as far as the eighties go. That was like mm-hmm. a very eighties nineties thing. That yeah. middle part. Um, but <laughs> there's a funny quote where um, Kim Manners basically was like, "This is a bad wig. Like it had to be added to make it look older." And <laughs> David Duchovny is quoted saying, "This is not one of the episodes that Sherry Medcalf, the show's makeup director." won an emmy for like okay dick like, oh david duchovny yeah like i think i could understand he's not wrong he's not wrong and i think like his snarkiness can be taken as funny sometimes but i think there's also a direction where it can just be like coming across Cruel. like an asshole yeah. being like yeah she didn't put in her best effort here like okay dude you didn't put in your best effort on some other episodes as well truly um but yeah so back to the episode proper we see this footage of Mulder, and he's <laughs> getting this- hypnotized to yeah. have his little regression that we've seen before. Right, but basically what this one agent is going to suppose is that Samantha was kidnapped in her home. Mm-hmm. You know, the abduction, w- there was no abduction. She was just murdered and her body was yes. hidden. And all of Mulder's memories are essentially fabricated of her getting abducted. Yeah, which I don't think is actually the case. I do no. think she's abducted. No, but- I think I think the grand unifying theory, right, is like this was the partnership with the colonization. Yes, exactly. She Bill was Mulder, taken. Bill Mulder volunteers her. The bright light did indeed come and take her. But well, because she wasn't with the people in the hangar. Remember, because yep. Bill Mulder hadn't made his mind up yet. But like after that, she was she was undergoing experiments on Earth. She yes. was not taken away into space. No, there were no something. aliens taken who took these these family members because we find out later, and we're going to go to. Um, the basically they're going to go back to the base. Yeah. Um, and the April Air Force Base. Were we there already? I don't no, even because remember. what happens here is Mulder's just hanging out in his motel. He's watching mm. the Planet of the Apes. Oh yes. And then knock, knock, knock. Here comes a pillar at three in the morning saying, yeah. "I gotta come in. There's a visitor here. It's your mom." No, it's his sister. Another vision of Samantha. Oh, well, I thought it was his mom. N- no, Pillar gets another vision of Samantha leading them to the Air Force Right, Base. because then. Mulder now has his own red Sharpie moment, right, where he yeah. writes down April base on a notepad. Because initially he's pissed off, right? Like, yeah. It's three in the morning. He feels like he's just following this loony, loony tune mm-hmm. around. And he's like, oh, but what did you write down right there? Yeah, exactly. And so he writes April base, right? April yep, base. April um, and then Scully basically at the same time is finding evidence that Samantha's disappearance is linked to... Uh, CPG spender. Yep, because she goes back through Mrs. Mulder's house. It seems like this happens sometimes in the X-Files where yeah. they like canvas the place for, I don't know, a day, and then yeah. they just completely leave it. Scully's able to get back in, and like there's no police 
yeah. stuff around at all. Well, when it's, I don't think when there's, unless there's an ongoing investigation, they wrap it up pretty quickly. I guess so. Uh, but she finds a piece of a document that she burned, yeah, yes. which matches one from, because I guess the Treasury Department did an mm-hmm. investigation, which is, I feel like that's not their job. Isn't their job to make money? Did they say Treasury Department? I feel like they did. I don't remember. Which was odd. But basically, they said that uh, the the search was called off, and it was signed off by the cigarette-smoking man. Yeah, and so and she was aware of that, basically. Yeah, um, but she also burned the original copy yes. that had that evidence. Uh, and so Mulder is also surprisingly fine with that news. Yeah, so she finds all this evidence, and she goes back to her apartment, and is Mulder there? Um, oh, no, it's... The cigarette smoking man is there. Yeah, no, Mulder's, Mulder's off to April base. That's ah, why, yes, that's Mulder's why back he, in that's California. That's why he's copacetic, because he's yeah. like, oh, that's fine, Scully, I don't really I have something else point. to do right now, bye. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what it is. They pull up to the space. It's a decommissioned Air Force base, but there are cops in there, mm-hmm. and they pull up and they go like, oh, oh nothing to see here. Yeah. I, th- that is always, like, one of the most trite yeah. phrases that I feel like nobody uses. Like, police officers never say nothing to see here. <sighs> Do you know that for a fact? It just feels, like, too stereotypical for people to say, oh, okay, nothing to see here, because now, almost always, it means there is something to see there. There yeah. is Like, nobody has ever said nothing to see here legitimately, sincerely. Nothing to see here. I just said it. Well, yeah, but I don't. I didn't feel it. Oh, okay. I didn't feel the conviction. I All a, right, I didn't get a hit off of it. Uh, cigarette smoking man's gonna be his creepy self and like yeah. cat like sneak into the house and show up sitting in the chair. Yeah, he's office. basically just gonna tell Mulder that he knew about the search being called off for Mulder's sister because he called it off when she vanished because he knew she was dead. Yeah, because he, which is he, bullshit. Basically. And he wanted to keep that secret because uh, you know uh, there uh, because there was something to protect until now. Yeah, and but that's not even true. Yeah, like. Because <laughs> when Mulder is at the base, he uncovers proof that Samantha even lived there with the cigarette smoking man, along with his son, Jeffrey Spender. It also should be noted here that cigarette smoking man, this is him coming back from what, like, this was the beginning of the season, but still is only a handful of episodes yeah. since he had that surgery. And they tried to make him look pale, but he's still, like, up and about, it seems. Yeah, because I guess the surgery didn't take. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you do, like, an, you know, he wasn't exactly the, the best transplant yeah. recipient, I suppose, of this alien DNA. Yeah, there'll be more with him, unfortunately. But yeah, this is when Mulder and Pillar break into the base, and they're like, and Mulder once again is like, you led me on this wild goose chase, there's yeah. nothing here, but they find two handprints, like, they're outside the Chinese theater in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They find Samantha's and Jeffrey Spender's. Yeah, which is wild. Um, and then we also, then we're sort of going to go back to Scully, who finds a 1979 police report of a girl matching Samantha's description. Yep. Um, and then they learn she was taken to a hospital emergency room where they're going to go try to find this nurse who treated her. Yeah, and this is where and also, you know, some shit is dug up against Pillar. Is right? this, I guess when they were there, they also found the, the journal, or was that... No, this is the next time. Okay. Because uh, the first time, they literally just went in, saw the handprints, and, and like, left. got yeah. it. Because they're like, okay, something's going on here. Yeah. Um, but Scully's going to try to discredit Pillar here, saying he was diagnosed with schizophrenia, second week in a row that we have that going on. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, 
you know, he's a wanted criminal, and mm-hmm. Pillar's like, listen, uh, I know I've got a lot of evidence against me, but I just want to help you. And it seems like they do allow him to do that. Yeah, well, I'm not sure Scully has much to stand on there, because, like, at this point, he keeps he does keep leading them in the directions yeah. that are, like, valid. Which we'll see here, where they go back to the military base, and they do a seance. <laughs> yes, they do a seance, which is actually just them holding hands. They get out the Ouija board. And, yeah, now you asked me if I had ever done a seance, and I said, absolutely not. No, you don't. You don't do that stuff. Yeah, do not mess with the spirits unless you really need to. (laughs) Leave them alone. Now, true to the, they will come to you if they'd like to. That's very true. Don't go (laughs) knocking on the doors. Yeah. Also, like they don't want. I know you're out there. I don't need to see you. Go find somebody else. Unless it's real. Is that what you like yelling at a ghost directly? Yeah, I don't. That's me telling the ghost. That's me telling the ghost. I acknowledge your presence, but no, thank you. Mm, Very polite. I will say this is a really cool shot where they keep doing like the whip arounds of the three of them. And we see more and more ghosts appear in the room. It's mostly of like obviously military families, but I think it was a really cool effect to have the seance actually work. And we sort of get to finally see things from Pillar's perspective as to the spirits around them. Yep, exactly. And a little ghost boy who I guess ends up turning out to be Pillar's son. Or was that a, is that a different boy? I think it is Pillar's son. Um, Basically, uh, yeah, it's Pillar. I, I that's what I think. I don't yeah, think the, it's the one, ever, the they one, don't ever say like the one in the last scene with the jubilee is definitely that's Pillar's, Pillar's son. son. But I, can't, I, I don't think it's if, the same kid. I didn't remember if it was the same kid or not. Yeah, I a think little, he's trying to help an LGB, a little ghost boy, leads Mulder away to like this uh, wardrobe that does not lead to Narnia, but it does lead to something fairly magical or at least earth shattering. Mm-hmm. Samantha's diary. Yeah, so they basically, it's like behind a wall or something. Yeah, it's behind like a hidden, yeah. uh, a false door in the dresser, because clearly she was keeping this a secret. Well, and, yeah. <laughs> and they assume it's Samantha, because it's about, you know, I'm this little girl, I had a brother mm-hmm. who used to tease me, uh, I'm starting to forget him, but maybe he'll come one day so I can exactly. remember him. I'm getting experimented on, I'm 14, this sucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think that this is like pretty clear for Mulder that it's... um that it is his sister and this is where she's been yeah and so like you mentioned they find a report from around the same time as the journal was written about this 14 year old girl who was brought in and sort of like diagnosed as a jane doe yeah that they think might be samantha and the next step is to go visit this old former nurse at her house to figure out like okay what do you remember this at all yeah, exactly. Um, Which she does. Yeah. yeah. So oddly specific. She's like, oh, I never forget that. Specifically when she said, oh, a bunch of men came to take her. And there was one real ordinary one. He wouldn't put out his cigarette. And yes, how could we not f- forget that it, back in those days, there was only one man in the entire world who smoked cigarettes. And so therefore, it must have been the cigarette-smoking man himself. Yeah, I know. This was, like, a little a little, tough. A little large of a leap in logic yeah, to me. Yeah, but I, I do think it's something that I... In this, it's, like, one of those things that's, like, too close to be a coincidence. So, it must be him. Yeah. So, again, I think we've, we've seen from various episodes that it... But a smoking is a nasty habit for a lot of people to take up. But basically, what we have settled on is, like you mentioned before, Samantha was taken, got experimented on, escaped one time, got recaptured again by Cigarette Smoky Man and his goons, then she died. 
Yeah. And that's she never grew up into this this adult lady that we keep seeing coming back. That wasn't her. She died when she was a teenager. It sucks. It's sad. But that's the end of that mystery. Yeah. And so, I mean, we also find out that we think that that this is so she was 14. She's 14. Yeah, so she was 14. So this is like pretty far after. And she doesn't even remember her yeah, brother. Yeah, she was a fairly little girl when we see yeah. the, the infamous Samantha abduction scene. Yeah, exactly. And so I do think that it's from from his perspective, like a good closure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's, I guess, the point of the entire episode. Do you think she played Shirtigo with Jeffrey Spender? Hopefully she was able to get in a couple games. I hope so. Amidst all the experiments going on. Yeah, ooh, rough. So um, Mulder is also now going to have his own cavorting with the ghosts, right? Yeah, so basically the little boy appears again. Which has the, and he also does this really weird thing. When you extend your hand, <laughs> the little boy, you typically yeah. do it facing up. You know right? what? But like, take my hand. This boy looks what? To be maybe three? Maybe is, four? Is I'm, not, I'm not good at aging. He, he's not old. And you've seen the way our child runs now. <laughs> Kids have weird, weird ways of moving. Yeah, as you just described, he extends his hand like he's going in for a handshake. Instead yeah, of, like, instead of like, come, come with, with me. me. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm fine with this. But yeah, basically, like, he, this, while Scully and Pilner are talking to the nurse who's telling them all about Samantha, and Mulder's basically like coming to terms with it. He goes with this little boy into the woods and all of the kids start like coming to, to like, come little yes. children. Um, and it's, um, basically gonna be, he sees across the way an older girl coming, running up to him and it's, it's gonna be Samantha. Right. Assuming this is the Samantha at the age that she died. Yeah. And, um, Basically, she runs up to him and gives him a hug. And, uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, and so this is the closure. You did have a note about this that apparently... Yeah. Right, <laughs> I read like, that David during the during the filming, he David Duchovny decided to act out the reunion scene and um, different than what the script called for. Um, the script said he was supposed to um, run up, or his sister was supposed to run up to him, hug him, and Mulder was going to start crying. And David Duchovny said, I don't want to start crying. Um, and she <laughs> basically, Commander's was like, David, you're finally realizing you're who, like, what happened to your sister? Like, and he was like, no, just watch what I do. Trust me. And he basically has this, like, <laughs> smile on his face. It's like evil Knievel. Like, no. I thought just it was. Watch this. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I thought you meant the scene. No, I think it was a good choice on his part because I do feel like sometimes crying is a little too obvious of an emotion when you have this, like, euphoric joy of finally, yeah. um, you know, it, feeling well that's here's the thing is that i think at this point if we're going back to the titular idea of closure i think Mulder was basically already there like at that point he had heard all this stuff about samantha being kidnapped and so i think the bigger you know breakdown with the tears probably would have happened in the previous episode when he finds out his mom was dead and that you know samantha might not have necessarily been like she might have been kidnapped instead by this creepo depot yeah and now instead it's more so okay the truth is out there you know, I finally had this opportunity to do it. Like, I'm at peace now. And I agree. I think that's yeah. less of a tearful mourning and more so of a smile of satisfaction of like, okay, my the my biggest demon is finally put to rest. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah, and he's reached the end of the road, as he says. He walks back from the woods, and they're like, where the hell did you go? You just wandered yeah, off. Yeah, and he's like, I'm good now. <laughs> I'm fine. Like, okay, I guess you went to go take a piss or something. And he's like, by the way, Pillar... I saw your son. You're going to have to let this go. And he's like, I don't believe you. That's impossible. Yeah. 
So, um, and then he runs away. I don't know if we see him again. I would imagine not. It seems like he just has a, I mean, if you're wrapping up this mystery, like what more do you need this guy for, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but Mulder's, Mulder's free. How do we feel about this? I feel fine with it. I think also from a perspective of what I've been reading about, it seems like everyone was a bit over Mulder being the guy who lost his sister. The yeah. kid, you know, like that was what was driving him. I don't think that's what's driving him anymore. So you need to like, let's seal this little loop up, you know? Yeah, I think it was an interesting ending because, you know, this got explored a bit in Paper Hearts. If the big mystery is, okay, was she abducted by aliens or was she kidnapped? The answer is both essentially that now we know the full story i think it ties into a lot of stuff that was going on i wouldn't say i was dissatisfied with it it was more so a like okay yeah it makes it makes sense that this happened it wasn't a huge shock but it was a necessary box to check i much rather they do this than let this be Mm -hmm. one of the mysteries that they just do not solve it all over the course of nine seasons right and i think that was basically the reason was it's something that we wanted to kind of put a Put a period on the end of yeah, it. And, it. and it felt like a well they went back to so many times. And I lo- feel like it was like when they went back to the well, it was not in a good way with that right. older actress. Well, we like, had the older actress who was actually the clone. We also had yeah. remember the the colony, like the Heron Vogue, yeah, the yeah. little girl Samantha clones. Too. So yeah. like, we've seen so much of her that, yeah, I'm, I'm glad for that itch to finally get scratched. Yeah. And so she's dead. She's dead. Uh, I think some like pretty consensual spooks here. We got to go with uh, Ed True Love, the creepy Santa. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. we got to go with Harold Pillar, right? Um, I'm going to go with the creepy song at the end of the okay, show. So you're just skewing the concept. You're going with a, a, a thing. Yeah. A series of notes. There's a song in this called um, The Sky is Broken mm. um, from Moby. Mm-hmm. And it is... Oh, from Moby? Yeah, it's a song from his album play and it's used in the episode first when the fbi discover the mass grave and finally at the end when Mulder encounters his sister spirit and i think it's creepy yeah all i wrote in my notes was creepy ghost music so i guess it plays the part yeah. there yeah all right so next week after we have wrapped up that mystery uh we're going to keep going with the next two episodes which are biggins these are two that you have talked about since the very beginning of this podcast, Angela, going on almost a year at this point. We're talking about Season 7, Episodes 12 and 13, X-Cops and First Person Shooter. Finally, we get to the video game episode. Yeah, totally. So anything you want to tell me about? I, I mean, I think you sort of set these up in previous weeks. X-Cops is essentially the X-Files version of Cops. I'm assuming it's filmed like an episode of that show as well, like mm-hmm. a reality TV show. And then first-person shooter has something to do with video games, which I'm sure will not be outdated whatsoever. <sighs> yeah, it'll be fun. Fun two episodes. I actually, I don't mind these episodes. People don't like X-Cops because it is a little forced, but I'm not a um, a super, like, heavy, angry about it type, type of person. Yeah, well, I think these are also probably in a departure from other episodes. Like, I feel like some of the, a lot of the season seven episodes we talked about were weird in concept. This feels like weird in mm-hmm. almost like style right? Like, all those other ones had interesting ideas, but this one is actually saying we're going to film this like a reality show. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a market departure. So I'm excited to see what experiments continue in Season 7. Hopefully none on Samantha. Yeah, none on Samantha. Well, you know what to do with your comments, with your feedback. BloomFilesOfPosherRecaps.com XFilesOfPosherRecaps.com On Twitter, at Ange Pelagi, at A Mike Bloom Type, at post show recaps thank you all so much for listening a special thanks to Corey b for his theme song we'll be back next week episodes 12 and 13 x cops 
and first-person shooter. Until then, case closed. Bye! With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.